This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. The website is mainlyplants.com. At Mainly Plants on social media, contact me through any of those places. Uh, again, if you're going to do your Amazon shopping. Oh, real quick before that, I redesigned the website. Um, I think it's a little better looking now, but the Amazon link has been moved. So uh, instead of it being at the top of the homepage, scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage, and it should be there in the middle. Or you can click on the recommended Amazon products link, click on any of them, it'll take you to Amazon. Uh, and all that really helps me help you. So um, I appreciate you guys doing that. The mailing list is going great. And the podcast, whatever you guys are doing, whoever you guys are telling it about and sharing it with has been working because there was a substantial bump in listenership this past week. So I appreciate that greatly. Let's keep it going. This week, uh, I'm going to talk to you about, well, I'm going to have a little rant first, as always, because you guys seem to like that. This one should be a little more calm, though, because it didn't piss me off as much as the other ones. But um, that, and then I want to talk to you guys about fruit, because I've been getting a lot of questions about fruit lately. So, uh, first things first, I, I, I've been seeing another commercial a lot, and I'm pretty sure it's for Weight Watchers or one of those one of those diet programs. And it's just, it, it irks me, you know, for the same reasons that everything else irks me, because it's just about people being lazy and trying to find, trying to find a, an easy route around doing what they don't want to do. Instead of just making a shift, getting used to it, and then it being just natural for them. So... What I mean is, so with this weight watch, with this Weight Watcher stuff, right? That you're allowed to eat whatever you want. That's how they tout it, being able to eat whatever you want, and it's eating based on a lot of number of points. So each day you you are allowed to eat a certain number of points, and these these points are called quote unquote smart points. And every meal that you are offered has a, is is associated with a certain amount of points. You know, for example, like. They have uh, uh, peaches and cream oatmeal, for example, and that one is uh, six smart points. I don't know how many smart points you're allowed to have in a day, but peaches and cream oatmeal, it's a, a like a little little cup full of oatmeal, is six smart points, for whatever the hell that means. So you can eat again. You can eat whatever you want as long as you don't exceed your allotted points for the day. That means you can have something that is a lot more points and not not eat as many things, or you can eat a bunch of little things that are smaller in points, if that makes sense. Right. Essentially, it's portion control, right? Which, which you can do regardless, but anyway. So the, the thing is, is that you might lose weight doing this, Right, you might lose weight, but if if you've heard me before and if you know the way that I feel about this, it's it's not just about weight, right? It's about overall health. So you can lose weight, but you're still going to be unhealthy. You might lose some fat, but you're still going to be unhealthy on the inside. And again, you know, when you step on the scale and you see that the weight's gone down, you don't know where that's coming from. It might be from muscle loss. It might you know maybe be burning muscle. It might be from fat loss. It might be from uh, you know, a lack of water retention. So there's a there's a myriad of things that your weight loss could be coming from. 
I don't, I don't know, you know, I've never done Weight Watchers. Maybe some of you have and you can shed some light on this. But my dog's ruffling around. But it's, uh, it's, it's not sustainable, right? And furthermore, it really requires you to track everything that you eat. I, I believe that you can download the Weight Watchers app and you can input everything into that so that you know how many points you have left and yada, yada, yada. However, there is a little app called MyFitnessPal where you can input all your food into regardless of being on Weight Watchers and it will give you a detailed, you know, a detailed list of your dietary information. So there's really no reason to do Weight Watchers. You know, and I was curious as to, because they touted as being able to eat as, as much as you want, or not as much as you want, but as eat whatever foods that you want, right? So the thing is like, you love... You know, brownies, you don't have to give that up. Do you love fettuccine alfredo? You don't have to give that up. You know, using our plan, you can eat whatever you want, lose weight. It's still incredibly unhealthy for you. So I was curious as to, you know, what the ingredients in some of these these prepackaged meals are. And for the life of me, at least online, you know, I didn't go to the store uh, doing this, but... Online, I was not able to find, especially on the Weight Watchers website, I, w- I couldn't find an ingredient list to see how many preservatives are in this stuff. Um, you know, if there's palm oil, if there's uh, soy oil, stuff like that in it, which is, you know, uh, super unhealthy stuff. So I, I was able to find a couple examples. And there is a company called Smart Ones, which uh, I believe are frozen foods. Uh, I'm on the it's it's I think smart ones is owned by Weight Watchers, but you can um, you can find them in your grocery stores. Uh, they're frozen, I'm pretty sure. <coughs> Excuse me. And I did a little digging here, so I went to their website, and I found if I can back up real quick. And bear with me. Okay, so I just I honestly just randomly chose one. And it happened to be bacon mac and cheese, which consists of uncured bacon blended with three cheeses and topped with breadcrumbs. Uh, you know, and then obviously the macaroni pasta. Now the the pasta is, if I can again pull it up real quick. Okay, so it's just basic macaroni. It's not even, you know, healthy, quote unquote, healthy pasta like they have, you know, um, uh, lentil pasta and quinoa pasta and stuff like that. Now, this is straight up just, you know, bleached white flour pasta. Because, hey, if you're going to be on this program that you don't really give a shit what's in it as long as you can eat whatever you want. And, again, it's bacon, which is a, a classified carcinogen, meaning that it will give you cancer, blended with three different types of cheeses. We all know if, if you don't, if you're not sure why cheese is bad for you, go back and listen to the dairy podcast, and then breadcrumbs. Uh, go back and listen to the grains podcast. It was two weeks ago. Um, you know, it's it, they're panko breadcrumbs. It's not like it's you know Dave's Killer Bread breadcrumbs. It, these are just this is just crappy bottom of the barrel cheapest stuff they they could put into it. Breadcrumbs in this one dish, right? And and from the looks of it, I you know I couldn't really see how big. The meal is, you know, how, if it's full, if it's filling or not. It doesn't look very big. It's nine smart points if that means anything to you guys. Uh, but 
It's 290 calories, which isn't, you know, which isn't a ton. Eight grams of fat, again, not a ton. However, um, there are three and a half grams from, of that fat from saturated fat, meaning that almost half of the fat in that is saturated fat. And it's, this is not saturated fat from you know, peanuts or coconut oil. This is saturated fat from animal products, meaning that it's terrible, awful, going, going to kill you saturated fat. So half of it is from saturated fat. Only five grams of fiber. Um, it does have 14 grams of protein, but again, all of that protein is coming from animal products. And again, th that's the type of protein that's going to lead to cancer, um, heart disease, and other types of diseases and disorder. It will. There are 25 milligrams of cholesterol. If you look at a plant-based, 100% plant-based meal, there are zero grams of cholesterol. So you're, you're allowing yourself to consume cholesterol on this diet, and they're allowing you to do it also. There are 720 milligrams of sodium, which is substantial, especially for, for a meal this small, and four grams of sugar. I'm not sure why there's sugar in it. Uh, well, I mean, I am. I'm kind of playing dumb, but you know, there's sugar in it because they, it, it, first of all, sugar is addicting. So if they put sugar in this, it's gonna taste even better to you, and you're gonna want more of it. But there shouldn't be sugar in this. Honestly, you know, if you think about it, why there shouldn't be sugar in meat, there shouldn't be sugar in dairy, and there shouldn't be sugar in in uh, your, your your healthy grains. But they're adding sugar to it, and this is added sugar. When it's on the nutrition label, it's going to be added sugar. So I look down a little further, and I try to look at their micronutrients in this. There is zero vitamin A, zero vitamin C, and zero iron. There is calcium because there is uh, dairy in it, but again, uh, it's unhealthy calcium. It's going to leach your bones. It's going to lead to osteopenia and porosis, brittle bones. It turns your body acidic, which you don't want. There's a reason that alkaline water is so healthy. It's because it helps your body uh, maintain a healthy pH level. Calcium from animal products elevates the acidity, elevates the acidity in your body. It's very unhealthy. And those were the only micronutrients that were listed. Um, so, you know, I, I would imagine that if it was rich in micronutrients, they would market that. But I, I, did a, I dug a little deeper than this. And I found out that Smart Ones only has two vegetable-based dishes. And of the two vegetable-based vegetable dishes, one is broccoli topped with cheddar cheese. And for some reason, it's not qualified as vegetarian on their labeling, meaning that it's got some some weird thing in it, some weird ingredient in it that is not vegetarian, meaning it's got some sort of, you know, I don't know, enzyme or meat byproduct or something like that in it that they don't list. And the other is vegetable fried rice with eggs. So again, it's fried rice, white rice, not not even brown rice, not rice, not quinoa, not uh, cauliflower rice, uh, with eggs. So they had to throw that in there also. And I've gone over eggs. Go back and listen to the Vinnie Torter, uh, Shots Fired, I believe is what it was called, when I talk about why eggs are so bad for you. And this tells me two things. Number one, uh, they are just, they're not able to form truly healthy meals because if they did, it would just be a whole food plant-based diet and you wouldn't buy into that. You would just be whole food plant-based and healthy. 
And number two, they just don't care. They don't give a shit if you're healthy or not. All they care about is that you follow their system and lose weight. Again, losing weight's only a small portion of it. Yeah, everybody wants to lose fat, right? But you'll notice they don't say that you're going to lose fat. You're going to lose weight. There's a big difference. If you're not sure what that difference is, you should be typing an email to me right now, ryan at mainlyplants.com, because there's a big, big difference between losing weight and losing fat. One's healthy, one's not, potentially. You know, brands like Weight Watchers and and Nutrisystem and, and stuff like Jenny Craig, they're just accommodating people who don't truly want to make a change. Because if these people really wanted to make a change, they would eat healthy items. You, know, you when you're on these when you're on this diet and you're you're digging into a brownie, which is you know they have a whole dessert section of you know fat fuck food, but when you're digging into some of these foods. You, if, you, if you really sat back and thought about it, you can't possibly think, hey, this is healthy for me. All they're thinking about is, this is going to help me lose weight. And they said that, they said that it, I can eat whatever I want on it. So that's what I'm going to do. People who are, who are at this point either don't realize or just don't care that they're not going to be truly healthy. And that's why you see, you know, when you see celebrities who endorse, when, when they endorse these type of products. I, I know that, um, God, what's her name? Uh, Oprah. Oprah. Oprah is a big spokesman for Weight Watchers. Um, Marie Osmond, I think, is Weight Watchers or Nutrisystem. But there's a reason. Kirstie Alley, right? We all remember Kirstie Alley doing, I think it was Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. And again, this isn't all just limited to Weight Watchers. This is just an example. It's all the same. But there's a reason that you see these celebrities, these spokesmodels who are really into it, fluctuate so greatly with their, with their weight. They'll be fat one second and then they'll gain the weight back on and they'll lose the weight and they'll gain it. It's because these types of diets are not sustainable over long term. Short term, sure. You know, if you want to uh, just lose some weight for a vacation coming up, you don't really care about keeping it off in the long term. You don't really care about your health. Go for it. Uh, it's going to be expensive as shit also, but go for it. But you're, it's, if you expect to, to continue on this type of diet indefinitely... Uh, and be healthy or be healthy, it's not going to happen. You're going to have serious health complications down the road and you're just going to get fat again. So do yourself a favor. If you're going to go through all the, I mean, it's a process signing up for Weight Watchers. You got to download the app. You got to input your information. You got to input the food that you eat. You got to shop, you know, specialty shop for it. And then in the long term, your results are out the window. What's really the point? You might as well just adhere to a whole food plant-based diet be truly healthy, lose body fat, gain body health. And as long as you, you know, the thing is, is that it might be difficult for, you know, six weeks to three months. That's the tip. That's typically how long it takes to break and form new habits. So whole food plant-based diet might be difficult for those, for that amount of time. But after that, it's second nature. You can shop at any grocery store because they have all the products that you need. You don't need to adhere to some point system. You can eat as much as you want of any portion that you want, of any food that's plant-based, you know, whole food plant-based, and you'll be healthy and you'll be fit. So like, I really can't stress it enough that you know, the importance of, of not falling into these traps of these companies who are really preying upon people who just don't know better. Um, so moving along, if you guys have, have a feeling one way or the other about it, or if you, you know, feel that I 
maybe maybe uh, too harsh on it. I don't know. If you guys have a feeling on it, please reach out. Let me know what your thoughts are. So I want to talk to you, uh, shifting gears, uh, about fruit. Uh, again, if you live in San Francisco or if you are uh, of the homosexual persuasion, this is not about you. Uh, this is about fruit, okay? Fruit that you eat. What is the difference between fruit and vegetables? What should you what should you have more of? This is a common question, okay? So let's break it down, right? There are pros and cons to fruit. And I'll get into my personal feelings peppered in maybe at the end. So fruit provides our bodies with you know, a flood of vitamins and potassium and, and fiber and calcium and iron and a ton of other micronutrients that our bodies need and crave and deserve, to be quite honest. And they taste great because there's sugar in them. The fruit's been shown to help treat diseases and disorders. Um, fruit helps heart disease. It, harps, it can help regulate blood pressure. It helps protect and reverse cancer, diabetes. It can help with diarrhea, uh, bodily infections. It can help cure bodily infections faster, uh, and along with a whole slew of other things. And what's more than that is that it can even protect you against the common cold because of the, the mass amount of micronutrients in it. It increases brain function. Uh, it strengthens bones. And again, because it has sugar in it, it gives you a good amount of energy. You know, there's something like uh, in, in one banana, there is enough sugar to give you energy for a strenuous, I believe it's a strenuous 90-minute workout. So all you guys, you know, taking your pre-workout uh, supplements, you might just want to think about taking a banana. And really, not to get off track too much, but you know, I, I was taking pre-workout for a long time. And I had a friend who his creatine levels spiked a lot. They don't know if it was from his, his pre-workout or not. They think that it was. He had kidney failure. He was in the hospital for a week. I've never had a problem with pre-workout. I've never had a problem with creatine, even though it is a possible side effect is kidney failure, among some other things. Never had a problem with it. And then I decided, you know, what is it really worth risking? So I bought a pre-workout without creatine, just pretty much a stimulant just to kind of give me energy for the gym. Because again, if you guys aren't familiar, I intermittent fast from 10 p.m. till 2 p.m., which means I don't eat during those hours. I usually go to the gym around 10 or 11. So I usually do my workouts when I'm fasting. So I kind of needed that little bump of energy. Well, after you know taking my, my pre-workout without creatine for a while, I decided, let me give it a shot without a pre-workout, which I haven't done in 12 years maybe. So I, I started to do it, and at first it was kind of weird because you don't have that kind of that jolt and that uh, that tingly sensation that really kind of gets you amped up. But after a week or so, I really don't even notice the difference anymore. And and more than that, my muscles are getting more defined because creatine retains water and it makes you a little bit puffy. Your muscles a little bit puffy. So without it, I'm I'm a little leaner looking. And the energy is there. My body is adapted to it. It's amazing what the body can do when you make it adapt to things. So pre-workout is really not that necessary. If you want to keep taking it, go for it. Uh, I would s strongly recommend trying to do the pre, trying to do your workouts without taking any pre-workout. Try it for like set, set a goal and try it for a couple weeks and see how it goes. I think you might find that that you might like the feeling of kind of being 
cleaned out of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of chemicals in it. So anyway, so fruits give you a lot of energy. Uh, and and more than that, they aid in, in specific health in parts of the body. They aid in eye health. They can help whiten your teeth. And they can even stimulate hair growth. Uh, and this is, again, because of all the micronutrients. Now, there are some cons to fruit consumption. Again, they are high in sugar, uh, fructose. The reason that vegetables taste so good, or vegetables, the reason that fruit tastes so good is because they are high in sugar. Our bodies, our brains from the caveman days automatically seek out things that are higher in calories because there are there were times when we couldn't you know, find a woolly mammoth to kill or berries to find and we, we needed those calories as much as we could get when we could get them. So being that that's not the case anymore, we can just run to our grocery store whenever we want to, we kind of have to reprogram our brains. But our brains are programmed to like the taste of higher calorie foods more than lower calorie foods. That's why fruit tastes better to the average person than vegetables. Uh, but you can rewire your brain. I have. I don't even like fruit anymore. Too sweet for me. I love vegetables. Uh, and it in excess of fructose has been linked to illness. So in moderation, fruit can can help the body, but in excess, like I talked about last week with, with um, copper-rich foods, in excess, it can be linked to illness. It's funny, you don't see um, articles written about this, but you see it written about kale because that's a popular subject. And, be, and obviously, sugar is a carb, turns into glucose, turns into body fat, so it can lead to weight gain if you have too much fruit. Again, it is high in calories. And more than that, when fruits digested, they release a large amount of sugar in the body. And a, and, and a good amount of that sugar is, is, um, is, it's not able to be broken down during digestion, which means that when it reaches your colon, uh, all that, that bacteria that we talked about in gut health a couple podcasts ago feeds on it and releases gases, which means that you have to release those gases, meaning that you're going to fart a lot. So fruits can lead to increased flatulence. Um, now, when, when fruits are digested, again, they release, like I said, a large amount of sugar. And a large, amount, large amounts of sugar of fruits which have a high glycemic uh, index can cause your blood sugar to spike, right? So obviously you're consuming sugar, you're digesting sugar, sugar is getting input into your body, your blood sugar, your blood's gonna absorb it, blood sugar is gonna spike. Now this can be dangerous for people who are pre-diabetic, insulin resistant, and diabetic. So, you know, if you are any of those, uh, I would greatly limit your fruit intake uh, if have fruit at all. And let me get into that in a second. Um, and once more, what's more is that though fruit can help with diarrhea and, and stomach issues, too much can actually cause diarrhea. Sorbitol, which is found in some fruits, is actually a natural laxative. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of, if some of you have, um, you know, gone on a binge of certain fruits and notice that you poop a lot afterwards but f fruits like um 
plums, cherries, apples, pears, peaches, and prunes. You wonder why old people drink prune juice. Well, this, there's the reason, because it's laxative. Uh, I guess not necessarily just old people, sorry to single you guys out, but uh, people who are constipated, go ahead and drink some prune juice or some unfiltered plum juice or unfiltered cherry, apple, pear, peach juice. Again, it's super high in sugar, so this is not something you should make a habit of, but if you are constipated, um, I trust the natural cures over like that uh, X-lax and stuff like that. So what's the breakdown here, right? What's, what's the rundown? What's, what can we learn from this? Well, for the average person, a little fruit is fine every day. Now, what I would do is I would, I would limit your fruit intake to the early part of the day or before strenuous activity. That way you can burn off all that sugar and all those carbohydrates throughout the day. That way it doesn't turn into fat for your body. Like I said, if you're insulin resistant, pre-diabetic, or have diabetes, you should stay away from fruit. And, you know, I, I talked about at the beginning how how fruit provides your bodies with certain micronutrients and vitamins and stuff like that. But you can still get those from vegetables. So you don't have to eat fruit. In fact, I don't, I'm trying to think if I eat any fruit. Um, I don't eat, I mean, I'm not counting tomato as fruit. I don't eat any fruit. Um, and I'm perfectly healthy. So fruit's not necessary. It's more of a luxury. Try to eat much more vegetables than fruit. There are vegetables that are higher in sugar, like carrots are higher in sugar and beets are higher in sugar. If you need a pick-me-up, you can have you know some, some beets or uh, have a carrot, go for it, and you'll get a good little jolt also. Not as much as a banana, but there all are, are alternatives. So fruit isn't entirely necessary. In fact, I recommend to all my clients especially if you're looking to lose body fat, cut out all the fruit. Or, you know, you can have some berries in the morning or a banana in the morning, but anything after breakfast, don't have any fruit. Those with fructose intolerance, like I said, can actually get diarrhea from fruit. So that's another, you know, group of people who should stay away from fruit. Um, and, and more than that, fruits should be consumed whole and raw. A lot of people liked getting canned fruit. A lot of people like getting dried fruit. It's a big snack for plant-based people. Um, and, and, you know, cooked fruit like apple pies and peach cobblers and stuff like that. The reason is that for dried fruit, it, when you dry the fruit, it concentrates everything down. Which means that, yeah, you get a, a bigger concentration than, a bigger concentration of, of fiber than, than whole fruit, but you're getting a bigger concentration of sugar and carbs meaning that, that you're getting a, a higher concentration of calories. So if you look at, you know, just to kind of get a picture for it, if you're looking at, you know, you have a peach, right? And you dehydrate a peach, you dry the, the peach down, it's much smaller than the whole peach. So you're getting, you're getting the same amounts of everything, right? Whether it be the whole peach with, say that a whole peach has, you know, five grams of sugar, and 10 grams of, of fiber. I don't know if that's accurate or not off the top of my head, but just for round numbers, five grams of fiber, 10 grams of, five grams of sugar, 10 grams of fiber. The dried peach has the same amount, but the dried peach is smaller. So you're going to eat, need to eat more of them to fill up. You understand what I'm saying? So whole is better. 
Just keep that in mind. Whole is better. When you dry and you cook fruit, it just like anything else in the whole food plant-based world, you're killing off a substantial amount of micronutrients, thus negating a lot of the benefits that you're looking to get when you're eating it. You know, you know, pleasure aside. And when you're when you're canning, whether it be fruits or vegetables, but since we're talking about fruit, when you're canning fruit, first of all, a lot of fruit is canned in syrup, which is just sugar water, which is a ton more calories that are being absorbed. It's you're essentially just eating candy. If even if it's done in water, you know, when they're canning it, it still has to go through a process at the plant, at the factory. And a lot of the times they're heated up. A lot of times they use a lot of solvents and chemicals. A lot of the times it's unsanitary conditions. And a lot of the times those cans are, are lined with BPA, which has been known, uh, which has been shown to have a link to cancer. So just stay away from canned shit. It's just, it's not like fruit's expensive. You know, go to your local bodega, go to the farmer's market. Fruit's not expensive, especially if you're not eating a lot of it, which is what I recommend. In small amounts, you can pick up some fruit for pennies on the dollar. Um, and obviously, I feel like I don't even even need to say this, but there's always that one person. Don't eat sugar-coated candy. Or sugar candy, that's what I'm thinking about. Don't eat sugar-coated fruit. It, it is candy. Just like the fruit that's been canned in syrup. And then the same goes for, for packaged fruit. Just think about it as canned. You know, packaged, a lot of the times it's packaged, most of the time it's packaged in plastic. Plastics, unless it says BPA-free, have BPA in it. They go through a, a, a process at the factory that a lot of the times the fruit's heated up, kills off nutrients. So, again, save yourself the trouble and all the confusion. Just buy whole if you're going to buy fruit. So, again, the question comes down to, can you eat fruit? Yes, you can eat fruit. How much fruit can you have? As much as you want. However, if you're heeding my suggestions, have limited amounts, you know, have a handful of berries in the morning, have one banana in the morning, don't have both. Um, you want to think about it this way. When you're eating fruit, have no more than a handful per day. And that handful should be had either in the morning or before strenuous activity when you can burn it off. I hope I answered your questions. I hope I cleared that up for you. If anything's confusing, please don't hesitate to reach out. I have a contact form on the website at the top. I have, if you scroll down on the homepage a little bit, there's an email list I can, I'll, you'll sign up for. Um, I don't blast you with a ton of emails. You'll get free stuff. I'm, get, I'm working on a, a really cool free thing right now to give you guys. Uh, you'll get alerts and you'll get coupons and shit like that. So sign up for that. Share the podcast with a friend. Please go to iTunes, rate and review it. And until next week... Go eat a salad.